Parenting and Parents on 702. Parenting and Parents feature time. We're with Melinda Dutoy, educational psychologist for school refusal disorder. Let's take your calls. 011-883-0702, the WhatsApp line, 072-702-1702. And include for us, you know, the grade your child is in, how old they are, and how it is that they are expressing that they don't want to go to school. Melinda, thank you so much uh, for joining us on 702 Afternoons. Good afternoon and good afternoon to your listeners and thank you for this wonderful opportunity. I I really was wondering about this conversation of school refusal disorder because I did not know how serious or how deep we are talking. Um, You know, over the December holidays, I have a two and a half year old and he came back not wanting to go back to crash. He's been saying, I don't want to go. Um, But I mean, once he's there, he's fine and he's excited. But he said this more than one time and I had to think to myself, does this mean it is school refusal disorder or is it school refusal if a child is like, you know, tying themselves or locking themselves in their bedroom to not go? Yeah, um, you know what? Um, it's like everything in psychology, there is a continuum. So yet those children that just after weekends or like you said now, your little one, mm. Um, just after holiday season, it's more difficult for them to go to school. Mm. So that is, uh, uh, let us say, on the left-hand side of the continuum. So it's it's not something to worry a lot about. Um, But then you get children who really almost get, um, uh, get physically ill to avoid going to school. Mm. Mm. Um, uh, They, they, you can see they are distressed. Um, Sometimes uh, they show uh, physical symptoms like headaches Mm. or tummy aches, um, or they are late for school. You know, they know they must be ready by seven, but then they, at uh, 10 to seven, they're not ready yet. Um, Or the child who's in the morning, if uh, they need to go to school, they are aggressive. You know, they are fighting. Mm. Um, so, so it's, it's um, variable uh, um, levels of severity. Um, so, but I think it doesn't matter where on that spectrum they are lying. The fundamental thing to realize is the role that the brain plays. Mm. in our behavior. Um, you know that our our thoughts and our um, our thoughts and our feelings and our behavior are so closely related. Mm. And the moment that the child feels that I am I feel unsafe, I feel threatened. And that can be a lot of things. And that's what makes this um, phenomenon so very difficult because there are so, so many reasons. Mm, mm. But the moment the child feels threatened, um, the energy of the brain goes to the back of the brain, the mm. limbic system. And what that does is that is our, um, if I work with children, I speak about the, the little crocodile brain. That's mm. our primitive brain. So, all the brain says to the child is, 
either you fight to overcome this uh, threat, or you freeze, or you flight. And these children, these children who who don't want to go to school, they choose to flight. Mm. You know, they they um, try to avoid that mm. that uh, that's giving them uh, trouble. I'm I'm, um, I'm wondering, Melinda. And I've got two thoughts in my head. The first one is, you know, as parents, um, some, you know, my, my mom shared with me that there was a period I would cry before going to school. She actually <laughs> suspected that maybe I'm being abused there. Um, yeah. She was terrified. And um, I'm, I'm wondering how should a parent explore reasons that are external factors if their child is not yet articulating anything to say, to say that, you know, um, I don't know what they should look out for because obviously we know the times that we're living in and does not mean yeah. the abuse is necessarily coming from the school or the teachers. It could be from other children at the school. Yes, yes, absolutely. What is very, very important, if this is, you know, it's not like you know now that your little one um, is reluctant to go because she wants to be with you, you know. Yes. Um, it's separation anxiety. Mm. But if you find that um, a, a slightly older child um, refuses absolutely and, mm. and they become absolutely distressed, then you must make work of, uh, of it, definitely. And the best way is to get the school or the teacher, the parents and the child together. Mm. And then you must see, because... The causes of this can be either in the family, like um, things like death or separation, divorce. Um, when, it, uh, when a family is moving, it's very distressful to a child. Mm. Um, illness, illness of uh, any uh, significant uh, person uh, mm. in, the, in the house. Um, or uh, parenting skills, you know, we, <laughs> we, we unfortunately do not learn uh, parenting skills at school. Mm. So you get either the overprotective parent who's also a little bit anxious and that makes the child anxious or the, um, on, on the other side, the under-involved parent. Mm. You know, they couldn't care less. And uh, that will definitely cause a child to be feeling not safe. Mm. or not safe to leave the home. And then in the school, it's exactly like you say, there can be something on towards going on, uh, bullying, um, but also starting school, you know, the little grand ones. It, it's very, very traumatic for them. You know, the mm. whole world is turned upside down mm. because everything changes now, or the great R's. Um, and even those going uh, to grade eight, uh, it's a new school, uh, it's a transition, and a transition is always very stressful. Mm. Um, and then if a teacher change, uh, perhaps they've got, you know, learning takes place uh, very much in a, a specific re relation. Mm. And if a, if a staff member goes away and uh, it, they are replaced by somebody else who doesn't, you know, uh, feel warm towards this child or, um, you know, then that's a problem. Or academic demands, that's uh, too high for the child to get to or too low. And they become, you know, uh, bored. 
Mm. Um, and then, um, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely like you say, you, you know, uh, relationships with peers or teachers, that's difficult. And then the student themselves, you, you know that the baby is born with a particular uh, inclination to be a little bit more uh, anxious. Um, and then the separation issues. Mm. Um, you know, and and I would like us to, to, to touch on the separation anxiety because I think yes. uh, many are not aware of it, but I want to quickly go to the lines on 11 We've got uh, Kanya in Pretoria. Hi, Kanya. Good afternoon, Rula. How are you? Good, thanks, and you? I'm okay. Um, yeah, I think this topic is very interesting to me because I think I'm going through um, something with my... Um, seven-year-old mm. uh, who's in grade two mm. it's a struggle um you know every week i pray that i don't get a call from the teacher or the school um he's in grade two now but yeah in grade one he made it but i think yeah we had a meeting with the teacher at least once a month um just the complaints of him not cooperating in terms of he doesn't take the instructions mm. um and I guess I would understand it because I can see it starts from home in terms of everything that is has to do with school. He is he doesn't want to do it. Um you sort of have to incentivize him a lot to sort of encourage him because it's not that he doesn't know the work, he knows the work. He's actually when he sits down and does it, he does it perfectly. But he just doesn't want to go to school. And as a result, you know, he does things when it's time to go, maybe to assembly. He doesn't want to go mm. when it's time for computer to go to the lab. He doesn't want to go. Can I, can I ask a question? Um, when yeah. it is time, when you have a conversation with him at home, what does he, he say? Look, um, sometimes like, like the last time, like now Friday, I was there, the school, there was an issue. Um, he didn't want to take the test, the Friday test that they have, mm. so he got a zero, so I had to... Oh, so he just didn't even write anything? He didn't write anything. Wow, yes, And yes. then when I came back and then I started to talk to him, he gets emotional very quickly. I'm not sure mm. if he's playing me or what, but I did mm. get him to do the test, even though it was late, mm. but he did it. He knew the work, but for some reason, when it mm. was time to do the test in school, he didn't. He didn't write anything. So this behavior... said that the kids were done, maybe when the school was about to, like, you know, be, mm. like, knock off. Then he was like, can you please give me the words? Because now maybe he was worried that I will see that he got zero. Yes. So he wanted to do it at his own time. So the question is, uh, does he behave... This this defiant, if I can, you know, that's probably a terrible word that I'm doing, but this non-compliant mm. behavior, does that only happen at school or does it also happen at home? Look, even at home sometimes, but I'm not sure because I think most of the time, even with the mom and me, mm. for him to do something, maybe they should have to call me to like give out the instruction. But mm. if it's someone else, Besides me, it tends to be an issue. And, yeah, like now, the teacher has instructed us that since she saw the record from grade one, so now she wants us to take him to an educational psychologist for assessments mm. by this week, Friday. 
Oh, Kanye, uh, and yeah, I, I was going yeah. to say that probably is the best thing. Melinda, maybe come in here. I mean, uh, I know uh, that you won't be able to diagnose or do anything over the phone uh, because yeah. the work that you do requires you watching, you know, yes, assessing actually the parents and the household and then yeah. having the little one coming in, observing the little one. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, it's a, it's a lot, um, a more it's complicated. A yes, it's a yeah. process. So what would you yeah. initially advise Kanya and, and, and all the parents as something very general, um, um, based on what he's shared, but also Kanya again, you have to book that appointment, please. But Melinda, what are yeah. your thoughts? Yes, um, I'm very impressed about how Kanye deals with the little boy. Um, I don't know everything, but uh, it seems like he's on the child's side because mm. that is absolutely crucial. Uh, mm. Scolding and punishment will make the psychological stress just more. Um, so it's very nice that he's got a dad that speaks mm. to him. It's good to ask him, how do you feel? That was very good from your side to, to ask that. Mm. Um, but if Kanye says that he gets emotional, it's very deep. Mm. And uh, perhaps he doesn't have the language to express exactly how he feels. Mm. Um, because sometimes it's, it's very deep. You know, uh, you said we must speak about um, the... Um, separation anxiety separation anxiety yes Mm. and that's very deep that begins when the child um, exits the well even in the womb already Mm. Um, but uh, that that tends to be um, you know attachment style of Mm. of a child and perhaps they are worried that when I leave mommy and daddy um, something will happen to them and I and I can't have that. That could be a, a, a reason. Can I maybe ask Melinda as well, and Kanya, I hope you'll continue to listen, and Peggy will come to you shortly. Can you share with us, and the only reason I'm, I'm aware of the process is because I've taken my child to an educational psychologist, yes. um, and I've, I've gotten to understand, wow, we have no idea what this process is until you're doing it yourself. Can you share yes. with us, in terms of the work that you do as an educational psychologist, um, why is it so important? Because, for example, the biggest thing that I realized when I came in is the first session was focusing on the adults and their childhood before it was yes. even on the yes. child themselves. You know, so there's so many factors. We don't know what oh. changes have happened in the home. Um, can you talk yes. to us a little bit about that so that all parents that are listening understand that there are things we think don't have an impact on a child that might be having an impact on them? Yes, words, words are very, very, very important. Um, parents with all, all children must learn to speak only positive words. Um, you know, that is a big problem because how you speak in front of the children becomes their self-talk. And the self-talk becomes, you know, I don't like school or, or I can't cope or everyone will laugh mm. at me. Uh, that goes into worry and stress and heart beating and those things and then it, it gets to cry and complain and protest mm. and avoid school and all, all that stuff. But yeah, the parents, this, the attachment style that the mummy and the daddy had when they were small impacts 
definitely on the child. Mm. And then, of course, the child's own uh, attachment style. Now, uh, I don't want to go into too many technical uh, detail, but there's, uh, the, there's more, but the three big ones is to be securely attached. And that just means that if I cry, uh, there will be somebody to help me. Mm. And that goes throughout life, even adults. You know, um, adults know that I, I don't need to worry or feel anxious. Somebody will be there. I've got a support system and they will, they will help me. Mm. And I know myself and I can help me. That, that is securely attached. That's what we want. Mm. But then you, you get the insecurely attached and the insecurely attached is, uh, uh, divided in, in different parts of insecurely attached. Um, so the one is where it doesn't matter how I scream or how I plead for help. Mm. I will not get help. So I am on my own. I must get my own devices mm. to survive this world. Mm. And the other one is the parent that if I just snap my fingers, they are there. Um, you know, and um, I see that I can manipulate mm. um, the parents. So that is very important. And unfortunately, it's 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 a process. You must sit down and you must speak to the to the uh, parents because, and that's a huge thing that that parents must remember. You cannot learn anything, anything. If you do not feel safe, mm. I want but to quickly. Moment, I want to yes. quickly. Sorry, Melinda, on that point, quickly no. take um, Peggy in Midrand, who's been holding patiently. Now, Peggy, your child hates online schooling. Uh, uh, can you share what happened there? Yes. Good afternoon. She's in grade ten. Mm. So yeah, they went online, um, not because we wanted to. At the time, we couldn't. Uh, there's three of them. We mm. couldn't pay the school fees, so mm. the yeah, Kuro let us go. I don't know if I should say <laughs> they let us go. <laughs> so online. They, <laughs> they said yeah now that um, she's been doing that, but she asked me towards the end of last year if we can please look for a physical school for mm. her because she's not coping, and she's been going in and out. We've been seeing psychologists mm. because she's always got a headache. She's got sore pains. Her back is sore. Her shoulders. Her neck. Um, like she's not well. When the other two sisters, the one is in grade 12, the other in grade 6, they are fine, they are happy with where they are. Mm. Um, they wake up in the morning, they bath, they eat. She doesn't want to wake up. Mm. She does it in the afternoon. She doesn't eat well. She Like today I'm at work. The whole day we've been busy looking for schools. Mm. And, uh, yeah. can, can I ask Peggy, is it an option at this stage for her to get go to a physical school financially for you as a family? Not 100%, but mm. I mean, because of her state, the way she is right now, we mm. are forced to, because she's not coping at all, like she cries. So I, for her mental health, mm. we think we should let her go. Mm. So we wanted her go to, to go to the previous school because she's got uniforms yes. and everything. So she's been on the waiting list, but I think mm. they saw my name, the school saw my name. So they are skeptical. So they've been saying, we'll get back to you. We'll get back. Today when I called, they said, unfortunately, the spaces have been failed. So, so can, I, can I offer something to you, to you, Peggy, before I let Melinda just wrap up the conversation? 
Um, you mentioned that the other two are coping and the, the one is not. You know, everybody learns very, very differently. And for some, and Melinda, you will, you will correct me here if I'm wrong. What I notice, some people learn better physically standing, sitting in a class with their teacher talking to them. When it is online and you have to manage your own time, it might feel a little bit, uh, overwhelming. And, um, you know, obviously without knowing the entire story of whatever other mental issues might be a part of that story it's just an observation that i've made some people thrive you know learning on their own and others absolutely struggle because they need that social and physical interaction melinda um um, just to wrap up before we go to news if you can share with peggy your thoughts yeah peggy i would definitely definitely look into um getting somebody to speak to her um, I'm also more than prepared to, to speak to her um, because it seems, and I cannot say it, it, it takes two or three sessions, but uh, it seems like um, the, the things that you um, tell me about her, it could, it could be a depression. Mm. And that may be... Because because of uh, the fact that she's not in the school that she wants to be and she misses friends and things like that. And it could be very quickly resolved once she's in a school, but there could be something behind this behavior. Mm. And uh, never um, keep out of your mind that it might be that you take her back to school and that this thing that is making her feel so, so very unhappy is still there. So what we're going to do, Peggy, I'm going to pass you back on to our producer, Komuza. We'll connect you with Melinda to see if she can assist you. Melinda Dutoy, thank you so, so much for your time.